This is Comedy on Edge, the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. For more information and back episodes, visit ComedyOnEdge.com. Now, let's get to the episode. Dave, hit the music. Welcome everybody to Comedy on Edge, the podcast. I'm your host, Mark Williamson, and we've moved from Edge HQ to bigger and better premises. We are at the library, Comedy on the Edge's Tuesday night's home, and we've got a full house of podcasting. So let me do the introductions. In the techie chair, we have producer Dave. Dave, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm very well, very well. Thank you for coming along. We have a new addition to team Comedy on Edge. Josh, the intern, is and Lester have gone missing in action, so we've replaced them with Ryan Crawford. Ryan, how are you? Very uh, very good. Very happy to be here. I hope I can fit into those shoes. Well, it's, it's, I'd say it's big shoes to grow, um, grow into, but Josh is rather short. So. Clown shoes. Clown big shoes. red shoes. Clown shoes, exactly, and, yeah. And you might have recognised that voice, ladies and gentlemen, to the tens and tens of people who follow him on Twitter. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Peter Mizell. Mr. Mizell, how are you? I'm well. Thank you very much. Thank you for inviting me. Well, thank you. Well, we didn't. We just rocked up. You rocked up. Well... <laughs> It was more like somebody didn't show. Can you do this? Was pretty much it. But pretty that's okay. Much. That's well, how I get when every you gig. Say, when you say somebody didn't show, about ten didn't show. You know, I was like, that. Good far thing down. you were number eleven. You know, um, one. If you hadn't have answered the phone, it would have been Peter Green. So, oh, you know, you'll you be disappointed. We rank you. You're, you're our second favorite, Peter. So well done. <laughs> and we have a guest from Interstate. He's in town for what was the Sydney Comedy Festival because this will come out a couple of weeks later. Danny McGinley, how Hello. are you? Oh, it's uh, what a terrific uh, honor to be here. Am I your favorite, Danny? Absolutely. Take that, Danny boy. And, yeah. and Danny Green. And Although, don't tell him in person. Danny Green, the boxer. Yeah, yeah. Well, Has he been on the show? No, but he, he's been... He's walked past the venue once. <laughs> it counts. The show. We've, well, well, this is... Over the years, like, we run... Com- Have you had many famous people in your audience over the years? Like, uh, who's a... Fa- well, like, we've had... We've got two... Actually, three that Edge has had performed to. And you... Uh, in my solo shows or just in clubs? And Either stuff? or, like, yeah. Well, you know, I've, I've done TV and I assume very famous people were watching. That's uh, a good, oh, that's a good... T- I've done a... I, I did a gig with... Uh, oh, no, I did a gig uh, with... Yes, um, in the audience, um, Crown Prince Frederick and Princess Mary Donaldson of Denmark. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. Not very well done. As a former Tassie boy, Princess Mary. I re- mm. Well done, well done. Thank you, yeah, by royal appointment. Well, there there you go. Yeah, you, yeah. You've trumped us. Because ours is... Um, the first big one we ever had was Kate Fisher. She rocked oh, up nice. one night. Um, it was when Edge was in its founding stages and there was five audience members and she was one of them. The busty one from Sirens. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty <laughs> much. And I, it was awkward as MC because she had a very low-cut top on and for oh. some reason she kept bending over. Or, or either that or I was just staring at her too much. And yeah, it was, it was quite just distracting. with laughter. I, I, well, that's what I assumed. Or yeah, She never came back, funnily enough. <laughs> the other one we had was Baz Luhrmann. Oh, wow. But... <laughs> And he didn't like your, your gags because they actually had a story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's too much stuff. Now, when I say Baz Luhrmann, it was the same part. That we used to be at the East Village Hotel. Baz Luhrmann walked in and then he walked out and I went out and go, oh, everything goes. He goes, oh, sorry, I'm actually meant to be upstairs in another meeting room. He oh, yeah. But, you know, polite. Uh, the, 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 the awkward moment where he like, comes up with the excuse. Is that, is that what that was? Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, I was doing a gig in London in the in the West End, just at, at the one of the comedy nights they have in the bars there. It was a Saturday night, and uh, I was I was on stage, and I saw a very familiar face suddenly walk in, watch me for three minutes, and then walk out, and and it was Ewan McGregor. 
Oh, wow. Who was doing Guys and Dolls next door. And he walked in just as I was doing a Star Wars joke. And he walked out and I've gone, oh, and I said to the owner, I said, did I offend Ewan with my Star Wars joke? And he goes, oh, no, no, he comes in every night just to scull a pint and then run back and do second half. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, me, me, can I tell my famous person story? Uh, Is it Moses? (laughs) Oh, good, old jokes. Uh, I missed that from the first podcast. Um... Hugh Jackman, when I, when I met nice. my buddy Hugh oh. Jackman, he was at one of my shows when I was doing Mouthing Off, because um, I did a lot of TV shows just before they'd cancel them, and uh, <laughs> this was one of them, and I was on the panel with uh, Deborah Lee Furness. The, uh, panel, the TV show, the panel? No, no, I was on the show that was Mouthing Off, but there was a panel oh, of four people. I thought you just said you're mouthing off on TV. Sorry, my, my No, mistake. it's okay. Try and pay attention. Uh, <laughs> and I was, I was on the panel with her, and she introduces me to her husband, and... Hello, this Pete myself is you, Jackman. Oh, what do you do for a living? Hey. <laughs> no, I wasn't being funny because at that time he was he was in Sunset Boulevard. He wasn't oh, what he is now. Yeah, but he goes, That's oh, the Kings. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in Sunset Boulevard. I go, oh, I guess you can sing a sing a. And he goes, yeah, a little. And he was just really nice. And he, there were only five people in the audience, which is a big show for me. And. Um, <laughs> He laughed at everything he was supposed to. He when you see on stage with him, is genuine. He is a nice human being. Well, that's, that's great. I was, see, I was hoping he was going to come up to you and say, oh, "I'm a comedian. What do you do?" <laughs> <laughs> no, not not that time. No, not that. Well, that, that's that's pretty good. That's and, nice and anyone else? Yeah, it is. It's very nice. But how long ago was that? Ooh, that'd oh, be ten years ago at least. When was he in Sunset Boulevard? Sunset Boulevard. He was that in the mid-90s. before the before the. That's right. Before yeah. the Olympics. Like he, he became big in when X Men came out, and that was year two thousand. Year two thousand. Right. Ah, there we go. Thank you. Well done. Happy right. to help. There you go. <laughs> I, I like this. I, I managed a few video shops, so one of my stupid talents is I can. Uh, if you show me the credits of a film, I can usually guess what it is pretty early on, Ooh. and I can tell you what year films came out. Oh, this! If we were a much more prepared podcast, we'd be we'd be doing that. We'd have a little DVD player, yeah, and nice. we'd be playing that guy. Guess these credits. <laughs> do, you get, do you get sad that video shops are gone? Very much so. Yeah. My, I, I don't have one anymore. Uh, I used to, my mate bought the one I worked at, and I uh, and I used to help him out because I lived nearby. He he was running off, you know, the smell of an oily rag. Yeah. He was so broke by the end. He would, uh, the, the, and it was it was a good little tight knit Greek Italian community in that little strip of shops in Carlton in Melbourne, and so uh, he would give free videos to everyone, and he'd get sandwiches from the coffee shops and stuff for free. But he would just ring me and say, "Can you mind the shop? I've got to get a sandwich and go to the bank." And so, so I'd just come in, fill in, and yeah, now and he's closed down, and the other video shop that was nice has closed down, leaving only the rival video shop that's still there, but I won't go there. You won't go? Is it a blockbuster? No, no, it's a video zone. It's actually, yeah, ours was Video Easy. They were actually the good guys. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I for one hope that the uh, video store hangs around a bit longer because that's where I go to write down the list of movies that I'm going to download later on. You're killing the industry, Ryan. You're killing it. (laughs) No, it's already dead. He's raping raping the corpse. Raping the corpse. Necrophilia. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember when Blockbuster hit, Australia and it was like because we had video shops and I used to, like I had we had the lo- I, I've still got my favourite memory because we had our local video shop we'd go to every Saturday night yeah. and 
it just reeked of cigarettes. But I like that, that smell was just happy. You go in there, you'd pick a movie, and it was great. And then Blockbuster came, and it was this thing from the future. They sold popcorn there, and I thought this is going to be great. This is going to be, and now it's gone. I'm sorry, this was, this was uh, Saturday night in Tasmania? <laughs> it, was, Peter, yeah. it was, Peter. Well, I'm we sure could, many... We could go to the movies if they had one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, we had our black and white TVs and our beta tapes, and we were happy. <laughs> and they got the tapes home, they didn't know what to do with them because they had nothing yeah. to play them on. So, yeah. <laughs> Hold them up to the light. That's right, yeah. uh, I'm doing hand motions if anyone's <laughs> interested. <laughs> yeah. Once again, Peter, po- Peter Mozell demonstrating his knowledge of podcasting. Okay. Yeah. He's, he's acted... He, he, Peter's now doing some interpretive dance just to explain that a little bit further. But that's all right. Thing... Come on, Peter. Sit back on my lap <laughs> yeah. the way you were. <laughs> but this is the thing. I, I don't know. I'm, I've recently hit, like, I'm 33, 33 this year, and I feel like I'm at that point now, and you probably relate to this. I'm getting old because stuff I used to like is going. Video shops are going. Records, like, record stores are going. Like, I still buy CDs. I don't buy as many as You're the as one. Those. What's that? You're the one. Yeah, I'm, it's just me. It's Good me idea. keeping the Aussie. You know, you and my label going, you know, I'm just buying one every six months. But I mean, it's like, they're all going, and what's, like, what's going to be the, f- in 10 years, we're going to walk down a street, what is, get, like, what's, what's going to be on the street? So what's taking the place of CDs? I mean, why? I don't know. The iTunes. Oh, I have yeah, that. Download. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know what that is. Yeah, they've got the internet on computers now. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. And apparently other things besides porn, but that took me about 10 <laughs> yeah. years to find out. Right. <laughs> There's porn on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tasmania yeah, again, right? There goes, there goes that business idea. I was gonna, I was gonna do there that. It's go. gonna launch next week. But what's like, what's going to be on the shot? Like the str- like King Street in Newtown, and probably Brunswick Street in Melbourne. There'll be some sort of uh, uh, franchise quinoa, uh, you know, quinoa barn or something where uh, it'll they'll just be one of those. And and actually, most streets will just be pie faces. Pie faces, yeah. yeah, pie faces and Vodafone. I oh, know Telstra shops because Vodafone—they've shut all their shops up too. Have they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've yeah. Oh, because they couldn't ring each other. <laughs> yeah, they, no, they couldn't get in contact. <laughs> but it's just like Peter, you've—you sort of, you know, growing up in the forties as you did. Was it the forties? <sighs> no, I was born in the very, very late forties. But uh, no, I grew up in the fifties and sixties. But what do you miss? Like what? Like obviously, like for me, I'm—I really miss record shops. Like, and I'm assuming. Yeah. We've still got bookstores, but I think they're... They're th- definitely on the way yeah, out. But which is sad. A few sad. will survive. Yeah, there'll be a few. I, uh, not this trip to New York, a few trips ago, I went to Macy's. And uh, I went to... There were three ladies who worked there standing around chatting to each other, as you do. And I went to them and said, oh, where's the book section? Not only wasn't there one, only one of the ladies remembered there ever being one. Oh, wow. And my favorite bookstore in New York called Shribner's, which is this beautiful building... And they've still kept the facade. It still says Shribner's on it, but it's now a, a makeup store. It's, uh, it's all going down. Yeah, I miss bookstores. Yeah. I miss record stores. Yeah. Um, I miss 45s. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, miss, I miss being 45. <laughs> oh, sorry. I got a great idea. I, I bought a book uh, two days ago at the airport. I just got there yeah. and realized I didn't have anything to read. And, you know, you're paying over-the-top prices. Yeah. Whoever... Opens like a secondhand bookshop at the airport will make truckloads. You know, a, th- a thrift shop. You know, th- like even here at the the fabulous library hotel, library tavern, yeah. whatever we are, has a take a book, leave a book, book exchange thing. And I, if the airport had one of those, and you know, you, you paid like five, you know, normally at this place you pay a dollar for a book or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you pay five dollars because the airport you got to mark it up. People will buy a book every time. That's a really good idea. Well, I'm, an, I'm an ideas man. You are. <laughs> <laughs> 
Did you when you flew into Sydney Airport? Did you see? I think the best named shop of all time at an airport. I uh, I do remember that there's one in Sydney Airport. I'm always impressed by, but I can't remember it. Kaboom Children's Shop. It's just kaboom. All oh, right, no, that's explosions not. are what you need. At <laughs> <laughs> well, especially with those signs like up around saying, you know, mind what you say. It's not funny. Well, we'll arrest you, sort of stuff. And you now, if you say, I'm just going to head over no, to they've kaboom. They've just seen your act, and they put those yeah. up. All oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always wonder if you run across somebody named Jack. How do you greet them? <laughs> how do I? How do I? Greet how, how would one greet them? Hi, Jack, and then oh, you know right, you're yeah, attacked, yeah. beaten to a pulp. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Peter Mizell. No, it's, just, right, just, it's a, just con- let it's that a concern. Pause. Let that uncomfortable pause go a little bit longer. <laughs> no, no. There was and laughter, we'll, just not from yeah. you. Dave's going to edit the, in some, just pour a pause and a few crickets. <laughs> I thought that was a clever joke. Thank well, you. I didn't even mean it as a joke. I just and when you rock up, like I'm imagine you, I imagine you go to the airport once a week just to see the planes fly out. Well, like I, like, security, I like new technology, yes. Yeah. When, the, when, they, when, they, um, when they ask you, sir, why are you here? It's just, I'm here to see Jack off. Or <laughs> <laughs> There's the real There's the callback. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, where are we? so is it about video, uh, video stores, bookstores. The one thing that like, I miss, like, and this is why I like CDs, and I didn't get records. I got in, cassettes were the first one I bought. Remember when they had artwork? Like, you used to be like, you know, like, Slash from Guns N' Roses. You know what his father did for a living and he was quite successful? He designed record cover, lab- like artwork. Oh, that yeah, was okay. his job. That job's obsolete. Like I remember a couple of years ago, the Arias used to have an award for best you know, artwork. That's all going because, you know, on downloading now, it's like, you know, thrift shop and your audio song. There's no artwork. You know, um, the best artwork, like the best industry for artworks, absolutely 80s video games. Like they'd be like a box, a box art of like some Indiana Jones style looking guy all like matte painted and everything and then you plug it into the to the console and yeah. it's just like it's like an 8-bit blob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those great little motions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they'd somehow tell the whole story of the game through one uh, painting. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Those were the days. Those were the days. now, Danny. You're in town, like you're in town, Sydney. You've also got you got a pretty big gig on the side. Yeah, I, I've, uh, I got. Uh, I was coming up here um, anyway, and I just got a call on Monday to do the warm up for the Voice. Oh, nice! So, yeah, Fantastic. I did it. I did on Tuesday, and I'm doing another episode today. Now, so. yeah, obviously warming up the crowd. You're not just yeah. going to sit in the chair and make sure they spin around. No, no, no. I'm 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 a professional fluffer. That's what <laughs> I do. I I do warm up for a lot of shows, and uh, yeah, just uh, this is now. Yeah, biggest show on TV, and I'm doing the warm up for it. It's it's just, my parents are so proud. You know, they've always dreamed of me being an audience warm up guy. How long is a warm up? How long would you do a warm up for? Well, this is the thing. You're, you're there for the whole day. You're, no, no, but I mean, how long would you actually be performing? Uh, I'd say today will be quite long because it's a, it's not a live show; it's pre-recorded. And with big shows like The Voice, right. they've got a budget, so they use it. And there's a lot of people wanting to put their fingers in the pie and mess around with things and change it. So uh, I got told last week they the audience were told to get there at about four. Right. They were supposed to start filming at five, and they'd be out of there by about nine ten. They didn't get round to starting filming till ten. Audience were there till wow. one. Yeah. Whoa. What went wrong? Uh, well, it's just like the, uh, my experience with TV shows the bigger the budget, the more fucking around. Okay. We can swear. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, I, w- I was on uh, the Steven Spielberg miniseries The Pacific. Right. I played, yeah, I a, I played a seaman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, and yeah, that, the budget of that was 40 grand an hour. And 
people just they would just have meetings for 40 minutes to dis- discuss which side of the bar an extra would be on. Wow. Yeah, because they could and so they did. That's ins- like I remember like I, I worked on Good News Week and we didn't have a $40,000 budget no. an hour. But like the tapings used to go an insane amount of time like because you know you'd have to get your camera angles on the whatnot. Yeah. But that that's insane. Like so they didn't start till ten and then went to Apparently, yeah, I wasn't there. Oh no. I just got cool. told. I, but What's, yeah. And this is maybe I like I, I've seen the show, but the crowd, is it am I being wrong to stereotype it to be pretty much young Young younger? teenage girls yeah. and their and their parents sit in the seats behind them and stuff. Yeah. Oh no. So you do you sort of you so I mean it'd be Getting the girls excited, you just have to... They're already excited. Yeah. They're there to see, you know, Seal and Good Charlotte Guy and Ricky Martin. And so they... I don't really have to do much. I just have to keep them entertained. So, But I have to be so family friendly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to be, you know, there's no swearing, no insulting the crowd, no... Oh, God. Yeah. You know, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Pretty much is. And and it's... You're, you're doing it in the round with all these, you know, screaming oh. kids around you. who And they're not there to see you. They <laughs> really don't care what you have to say. Yeah, right. And so that's quite hard, but, you know. Well, you know, when I did my one-man show, they weren't there to see me either. <laughs> <laughs> it's called that's a one-man show because d- that was the audience. <laughs> yeah, the audience. Despite yeah. all your target marketing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, I, like, I like that. F- I, I'm not sure why that the, on The Voice. I like that 67-year-old guy. Oh yeah! Apparently, uh, from what I've been, because t- I'd, I'd never watched the show, I rang a whole bunch of mates who I know tweet about it, and they all said, "Yeah, the old guy should win." So I agree. I, he's my favourite. Yeah, Steve Cleel- Kilby. I don't remember his See, name. I, I've, I, I don't. I'm not that fan of um, rea- like reality music shows, but my girlfriend's father is, and he every time I'm there, he wants to show me the voice, and Ugh. yeah, it's sort of like it's awkward because it's like. I can't really say, I'm, you know, it's the father or not. You just got to nod. And, oh, yes. Yeah, so I was oh, like, oh, yes. yeah. So I had to, and I, funnily enough, I watched the episode where the 67-year-old guy was on it, and Delta really made a fool of herself. Did she? Because it was, like, the guy gets up, and he was great, and everyone's like, oh, and they spin it. Delta spins round, and Seal spins round. And she was trying to say, because he's a 67-year-old African-American man, and she meant to say, you probably should go with Seal because his style of singing is similar to yours. But it pretty much came across as, you should go with Seal. You're very similar. Oh, and you're black. Like, He's black. I get it. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Yeah, she didn't really do herself any favors. Yeah, I, she didn't I, use I, the word "you people," did she? <laughs> <laughs> she then put a hood on and spun back around. Yeah, right. No, I, I like that show, but I thought it was really distasteful. When the Canadian judge got up and started clubbing Seal, <laughs> I, thought, I thought that I thought that was just wrong. <laughs> but just kidding about like I like the concept of like like I think when the promos for when the Voice first aired the U- US version, there's a guy on there singing that CeeLo Green song, and then CeeLo was actually CeeLo Green. Yeah, no, but he spun round and he's like, <laughs> oh, hey. like he was the judge, and I thought that's a really cool moment. I thought it, I wonder if they ever do like any outtakes or sort of pranks on the players, like. You know, maybe, you know, when that guy, like the African-American spins around, they could have someone from the clan there or... <laughs> I, just, I just want like, something to happen like Dr. Evil style where they push the button and the seat just won't stop spinning. It just keeps going. <laughs> and they get flung to the other side of the room and land in some teenager's lap. That'd be great. Did you do that with comedy where, you know, like somebody does the 101 Dalmatian bit and <laughs> I turn around and... Or not. Or not. It's not as good enough. No, but they, they, I've always liked the... Uh, the last comic standing, I thought, is a great idea. Mm. You know, with with experienced comics kind of judging, 
things and getting to give them positive feedback would be good to get comedy theory out on mainstream TV. But they, with that last comic standing especially, they play up the reality angle so much. You know, did, were you guys here when watch, they filmed it in Sydney? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They filmed a bunch of guys in the final and, uh, and they're all, you know, it's all Aussie comics who so all know each other and they're all mates and they're just kind of fucking around backstage and mm-hmm. the director had to come out and go, guys, guys, you really want this. It's the most important gig of your life. You've got to look nervous. You've got to look hopeful. you got to... And they're all going, really? Okay, sure. Mate, we just, we just want a free trip to yeah. LA. You know? Yeah, we wouldn't have gotten stoned first if we knew that. Yeah. <laughs> did you audition for it? Or? Uh, yeah, yeah I, did, I did a bit and got uh, the, 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 the best and worst response ever where the judges went, you're a good comic. You know what we're looking for. Okay, <laughs> yeah. fine. So, like, not not even insulting, not even. Yeah. We wouldn't want one of, one of those funny guys. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> we're not. We're not looking for that. <laughs> well, you know, this is just yet another trouble of being a, um, a white heterosexual stand up with short brown hair. Now, so on the subject of cooking up stuff, you've done a few cooking related shows, Danny. I have. I've done a f- uh, three live cooking shows at the Melbourne Comedy Festival. And uh, and Adelaide Fringe as well, and yeah, they're they're fun. So, is that, was that what like? Do you actually cook and do actually like, cook, you, wow. cooked live on stage? Yeah, it, it ups the public liability insurance. I'd like imagine twenty times because you're feeding. I fed the audience oh, and wow. the, uh, late, the late uh, Bill and Sam. Yeah, they all, they all passed. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't, as far as I know, I haven't poisoned anyone. It's uh, very. But I did. We did learn um, early on that uh, I was performing at Trades Hall in Melbourne, if you set off the smoke alarms and <laughs> the, uh, and the, the fire has come out for no reason, you've got to pay the bills, unless you can claim it was for a cultural reason. So by that rationale, oh. I, named, I, I did... The show wasn't a comedy festival show. It was an indigenous leaf-burning ceremony. Oh. <laughs> Very clever. Yeah. <laughs> did you have to say, like, Your Honour after those statements? Yeah. <laughs> So where did you like you? You were chef before you. Before nope. you got, what's your back training? Your background? My, my, uh, no, I'm just interested in cooking. You know, do, do, yeah, uh, I did a lot of shitty gigs for a while where I would uh, go into the kitchens of the, the the pubs where I was playing, and I, I always knew the the chefs and stuff, and they would uh, and they were happy to you know teach me things and and help out and. And yeah, so I cooked for you know at a few different venues. I probably shouldn't say where they are because I'm not no, 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 technically qualified. But uh, yeah, it's <laughs> it's fun. It's and yeah, I, I, I love cooking at home. I'm an amateur enthusiast. Uh, you know, um, don't always get it right, and that, that's why I don't like MasterChef ah. because the theory there is if you cook it wrong, you stuffed up, and that's not true. It's uh, my granddad used to say, "Cooking is a game, and you can't win them all." So That's interesting. Yeah. What uh, what's your specialty? What's what? If, if I was going to wow you right now, yeah, uh, cuisine, cuisine. Uh, oh God, what would I? Um, you know, see, uh, everything that I cook really well, I know is actually a cheat. Is because pe- for, pe- for people who don't cook, they don't realize how ridiculously easy a risotto is, or a a, a, a roast. Or anything like that, but uh, it, like a risotto is just manual labour. You just you just got to stir it for forty five minutes, but it's using the same muscles that you use to wank. So oh. you know, I finish a risotto, I instinctively rich for a tissue. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, does it ruin the rest of your day then because you can't do the other thing? <laughs> <laughs> no, I can multitask. <laughs> yeah, I've, got, I've got two arms. Yeah, two hands. It's I've got actually two how he compensates the muscle build up in one hand. It's like <laughs> yeah. he just he yeah. stirs with his left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's got, when you like when, when you go to the live shows, like do you sort of do you experiment or do you go with your tried and true? You know, okay, I know how oh, to no, belt the, this. The live shows I cooked specifically funny things. Ah, you know, like yeah, I, I made. Uh, what did I make? I, I, one of my inventions is the Aussiest meal in the world, the party pie parmigiana. Oh. Where you get a party pie, you crumb it, you crumb it again, you've got to double crumb that, uh, then, you, you, then you deep fry it. Deep fry the, 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 the pie, and then once that's a nice golden brown, you add some cheese, some tomato passata, a bit of ham, and then you grill that. Your arteries are clogged with flavour. Yeah, yeah, you said your your background Scottish, is it? It's yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's not be surprised. <laughs> That's, I'm tempted. We're literally the edge kitchens are just around the corner. We should go. Yeah, I'll whip that up, up a batch if you oh, want. Dis- are you, any plans for cookbook? Uh, no, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah, sure. If if someone offered, but uh, I'm not. You know, a lot of the and I also invented a whole bunch of sushis. Because, ah. you know, there's the Japanese, you know, they're, they're good, but they haven't done anything with it for a few years. So I've I invented Aussie sushi, which is uh, beetroot and twisties. Oh. Uh, English sushi, which is like a plowman sushi. You've got your cheese and your pickle in there. And, uh, Pete, you'll like this, the American sushi. I can, I can hardly wait to hear it's a just moron wrapped up in... <laughs> <laughs> is there a punchline coming? It's, uh, it's just a hot dog wrapped in oh, vinegar okay. rice. And, that would be nice. And you add yeah, your, your ketchup and your mustard. It's not Chicago style, so I do the ketchup. Yeah, and, uh, mustard in New York, just mustard. Just mustard, I, all right. For me. Yeah. I can do that for you, man. Okay, appreciate it. I, th- I think we've got... I think, I think that there has to, be, has to be... If there's a publisher out there, get in contact with Danny. That needs Absolutely. to be a book. Well, the book industry's dying, so... That's oh, nice. that's true. Yeah, that's true. That's the only downside. <laughs> would you, like you said, you know, like MasterChef, if... If, cele- if they came back with Celebrity MasterChef? Oh, absolutely, you- of yeah, course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> oh, well, no, no, I'm an artist. I mean, that's just like that. No, well, what about at the that. moment? I got offered a casting the other week, and maybe you guys, Australia's Got Talent? I, I, yeah. I was offered what did it they last cast season. You? Yeah. What did yeah. they cast you as? No, no, no. Oh. <laughs> uh, he's, he's part of another show. Australia's yeah. Got Nothing. <laughs> a, com- a comedian, Peter. I don't know if you know about those. Yeah. No, but it's I just really like... I've been here. I turned it down because I, I just don't like... like I don't think... Yeah, I don't think I'm suited for it, and it's not. No, sort I'd, of I'd say you, you should only do Austra- Australia's Got Talent if you have a a pretty strong novelty style act. Yeah, which uh, like like the Nelson Twins who did really well. Yeah, Sam McCool. Gr- yeah, McCool with for his, them. Yeah, they, and they, that old so guy too. Um, yeah, the old fellow. Oh yeah, the old fellow. Yeah, so not middle aged white guy then. Uh, no. I don't know. Give it a go. But then again, like <laughs> I remember when when the very first season it came out. This was been about five six years ago when I was on seven. They came around all the comedy clubs looking for acts, and they got Billy Freeman, who we'll have on the show later on. He's a cerebral palsy comic from Sydney. Oh, of course. He auditioned for it, and they didn't. They set up like it was because it was such a big production. They had like a massive audience, and but the stage was like about twenty meters away, so yeah. which is just everything that's wrong for a stand-up show. So Billy gets up, and his jokes, his jokes, which would kill in a normal comedy club, got nothing. And so the judges sort of go, oh, no, you're crap, you're crap. And, but the way, because they can't really show them rejecting a cerebral palsy kid on TV. Yeah. It, sort of, it just never made it to air. It was, just, it was a waste of time for him and pretty much everyone else. They never even showed it for that reason? Yeah, because it was just, well, they can't that's have... Just, that's hilarious. <laughs> oh, yeah, to us it is. But that's not, hilarious. Not to, you know, now they'd probably, like, because I think when Australia's, when rea- the first wave of reality came through, they didn't really know the format. Like, right. now it's sort of like everyone's got a salt, like... Something like The Biggest Loser. It's a sob story. I want to yeah. do this for that and that. I mean, now, Billy should go again because they'd probably get the whole, you know, kid, you know they'd follow him around with the cameras. They'd do the, the whole live That's thing. That's the whole Susan Boyle effect, right? 
this all after Susan Boyle came out and she had like this kind of oh my god she looks weird but she sounds amazing and oh they were doing it before Susan Boyle even the first season of Australian Idol there was that uh, large bloke whose dad didn't believe in him or something and yeah he was crying after every <laughs> it's what they you know it's it's television for idiots are they dads <laughs> who, are they dads who do believe in their kids yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're a great grandfather aren't you Pete <laughs> just well I'm pretty good at it but uh, yeah my biological father denies my existence so yeah. <laughs> It's, it, it, I, no, he does. It's okay. Does. Oh, we, okay. We have a great relationship. He's, he's still with mum. It's, it's all oh, that, good. That's, that's all <laughs> good. He listens to podcasts. He's, yeah. a, he's a massive podcast yeah. fan. Yeah. He's sending us notes right now. He ask is. him. <laughs> ask him why he didn't call last week. <laughs> and your other passion besides music, soccer. Or it is football, the beautiful game. Oh yeah, it doesn't. I'm not a fuckhead, so, so I, don't, I don't care what you call it. Call it soccer. Call it football. Call it kicky kicky foot foot. Yep, <laughs> I've got no problem. Ah, oh, nice. Who's your team in the A League? Uh, Melbourne Victory. Melbourne Victory. Ah. I go. I go most weeks to check them out, and yeah, and I know you know to to well, I know also most people listening to this podcast don't give a shit, but uh, um, I do know if you are into the A League, Melbourne Victory are very much the pantomime villains of the of the league, where the where the biggest club we've won the most uh, uh, league, well equal uh, most amount. I was going to say equal. Equal. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. You got that. Nice try. We got an expert here. You got that little uh, bullshit penalty in the grand final. That's all right. Oh. Don't worry, don't worry. It's all good. I like, but this year, like this year, A League, like I, I remember when it first launched and it's just getting me. Western Sydney Wanderers, they're the juggernauts. Absolutely, they will be. They'll be a, uh, as big a team as Melbourne Victory, and I think in a few years the big rivalry between will be between uh, Victory and Wanderers. And uh, yeah, it's quite sad. The, the Sky Blues will become the Melbourne Heart. Yeah, I'm not sure that that's going to be the case. But anyway, well, all right, sure. I'm sure. I see. <laughs> I, I reckon Sydney FC's got a trump when. When Packer builds his new casino, that'll lure another big name. Like, we had Dwight York when it launched, and he yep. stayed at the casino. When Packer launches his new casino, we'll probably get Beckham or someone like that. and that'll well, get, We've had the biggest si- name in the A-League just now, yeah. Alessandro Del Piero, and uh, yeah. he's drawing huge crowds this season. He, so is. he didn't win. Uh, he but did he they won win? a few games for us, so he was right. didn't, didn't win the. They, they made the, they just missed out on the six this year, um, but that was certainly down to our poor coaching decisions uh, for Sydney FC, and uh, that's actually one of the bonuses that Melbourne Victory had this year with uh, you know nabbing Ange Postecoglou. Ange Postecoglou, well, he came home, yeah. So yeah, we did we did really well with an absolute skeleton of a team, uh, and I, I disagree with getting. People like Del Piero because I saw what happened with Harry Kuehl coming to Melbourne Victory. Harry Kuehl was great and Del Piero was great, but he's you know he's booting it up the field to some seventeen-year-old yeah. who's you know only seems to have got his place on the team the same way you get if chosen for jury duty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean the yeah the, the the marquee strategy and the it always divide opinion. Um, yeah. But I, I I have to I tend to agree. I come down on the side of I'd ra- really rather they paid that two million dollars for a coach. Yeah. Who actually got the team working See, really I'm well. Gonna, I'm going to disagree with you because like I've Del Piero and like the big names like that is what gets like I did the, you go to see Del Piero. Yes, okay. I went. I've been to one. I've <laughs> has this. I went. I moved to Sydney ten years ago. I'm an AFL fan. I've been to a few AFL games. I've My never been to a league game, no, ever. Except just I've been to a Waratahs game, I've been to a Wallabies game, and I've been to a Sydney FC game and NBL. But yeah, league's the only one that hasn't drawn me in, mainly because they're a pack of rapists, but... <laughs> That'll do and it. And you prefer singular rapists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I, like, I, like, I like my St. Kilda boys one-on-one. I don't like, you know, the packs, you know. It's just not my game. But no, but like, for me, Piero, like, yeah, I went and watched Sydney FC. Admittedly, I got comp tickets, but... <laughs> there you go. I thought, oh, yeah, I'll go see what all the fuss is about. Right. But I'd say, I think it should be like the, prim- like the cricket, where I think every team should have the marquee player, but they all should just... That should be outside your salary cap. 
So you can actually get money f- to have the supporting crew. Well, it is outside the salary. Oh, is cap, it? But but um, they the the well, why it's, still, they it's still a question of like I mean Sydney FC spends like twice as much as the next nearest um, yeah. club in terms of salaries on players. And so if, if you're Alessandro Del Piero and you get say, hey, do you want to live uh, in you know a Bondi mansion? And play for Sydney FC. Who go? Yeah, of course I'll do that. And you know, then Perth. What are they going to say? <laughs> hey, do you want to come and uh, we? Uh, See, they could go. Do you want to be one of Gina Reinhardt's children? <laughs> well, yeah, she'd be shopping around for some new ones. Well, yeah, but I'm sorry, like Adelaide United. What? Uh, hey, yeah. do you want to? Do you want to see Adelaide. the malls balls? <laughs> well, you know, it's City of Churches. I'm sure there's some Italian Catholic player who'd be like, you want to come out? Possibly, but most of the churches in Adelaide are Protestant. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Well, there very, you go. Very German. Uh, Ah, there you go. Is uh, it German? <laughs> As you can see, heritage of Scotland, so know my sectarianism quite well. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, what? Uh, any? Sh- well, you've done like your show. Um, you've done the cooking shows. You, yep. You're going to do a soccer show? Oh no, no. People aren't interested that much. Did you play think. yourself as a kid? No, I, I played Aussie Rules growing oh, okay. up. It's only when I went to uh, over to the UK and uh, saw my family in Glasgow. And got taken. The first ever match I got taken to was Celtic versus Rangers, and it was just the most amazing atmosphere ever. And thankfully, Celtic won three nil. And <laughs> and I just yeah. And, and you know, obviously, I couldn't see AFL, so I went out of my way to watch Celtic every week. And yeah, fell in love with the game. Oh. Came back, joined up with Victory. And how long ago was that? Was that Mark Viduka playing back? No, then? it was just after he left two thousand five. All ah, right. So yeah. But yeah, it's a it's a great game, and yeah, I, I, I help out. There's a show on Fox Sports called The B League with Sam Mack and Jules Schiller. Oh yeah, and they uh, and and I help out with that show. They and, and so th- if I was going to do anything about soccer, I'd try and do it on TV. Rather yeah, than, yeah, yeah, than yeah. Live because you know sports and arts don't really mix anywhere except Melbourne. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, you'd, you know, you'd be doing your show about soccer. Someone would throw a flare, and oh, exactly. And then you'd have to say, oh, the smoke alarms. It's cultural. It's cultural. <laughs> <laughs> My oh, wow. mate has wants to write a sketch or wants to film a sketch where someone's genuinely lost inside a soccer crowd. <laughs> Lockdown Productions, Hayden and Lachlan, look them up, they're very oh, funny. I, th- I think that'd be a great sketch. What, what about yourself, Pete? Like, you know, baseball's your... Love baseball, love American football. The, um, How the Blue Str- Sox going? The Blue Sox, there are no Blue Sox. There are, the Sydney Blue Sox in the uh, Australian oh, Baseball a, League. No, that's not the league I like. It's, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. You've so, never gone... I, I've gone I down to, to go. see Melbourne Aces. Oh, okay. I, it's I actually, so cheap. I, used to, I actually... Yeah, and I could see... Yeah. It's like $5 actually, a ticket and the beers are cheap. It's a brilliant day out. Yeah, no, it, was, it wasn't bad. I used to watch it, and I saw it out in Perth as well, but uh, no, I... I uh, it's kind of disappeared from my horizon. I don't know where to find it. I don't look that hard, but I don't know where to find it either. You'd be a Yankees man? Absolutely. Absolutely. How they, they doing this They year? won today. They're, considering 10 of their players or nine of their players are out, they're doing fine. They're, they're, they're uh, just out of first place as of today. Nice. And that's not bad. When the real players come back, they should do phenomenally. <laughs> the real players, the real come players. from the guys, Narnians. The guys who are getting paid over $100 million a year. Oh, no, yeah. no, not a year, but in the half hundred is, million. Is, it, is A-Rod still with them? He's still with them. I hope he doesn't come back. Oh, you know. He's not. terrible. He's not a good player. He never comes through when we need him. He's, he's on $100 million a year. He must, he, be, he must no, have had something at some he stage. Got, he signed a contract, I think, for two hundred uh, over a 10-year period, so it's not as much as it sounds, for $220 million. So it's only like $22 million a year to play. Oh, yeah. Poor guy. You know how many gigs I have to do to make that kind of money? <laughs> <It's> <laughs> I, I don't have, amount, a, I don't have a calculator. Yeah. I don't think you can live that long, buddy. No, <laughs> No, but what about uh, NFL? Like a couple of Australians got picked up in the draft. First, uh, first Indigenous player is playing for uh, the Seattle team. 
Yeah, coming in, he's huge. He should do very well. What is he a punter? They're always punters. No, 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 no. no, he's, no. Uh, he's offense, offensive, offensive lineman. Yeah, okay. and uh, even if he can't block, it's a three-day trip around him. <laughs> 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 the guy is huge. Right. I mean, I don't know what it is in kilograms because I didn't. When I saw it in the states, they say pounds. I think it's something like three hundred and thirty pounds. So that'd be it's about one hundred and sixty kilos. Wow. Two times. Impressive. Yeah. 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 Well, anyway, he's a fair, he's a fair he's a boy. But yeah, he's, but there was also um, yeah, a punter did get picked up in the draft too. Like first time a young kid's actually got picked up rather than you know a retired AFL player. So oh, okay. Mm. So yeah, it's all it's all happening. It is. Well, and no Bogut, Andrew Bogut's dominating in the NBA playoffs. Swim. Yeah, he's Swim. playing against two other Australians in the yeah. The, yeah. The oh Warriors yeah, of course, San Antonio. Yeah. 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 Um, what's his name? Patty Mills. Yep. Yeah, and the coach. Well, I would know the it. basics. <laughs> <laughs> I know the I know whatever gets put in the paper. Like, oh, Bogut. No, I follow yeah. the NBA. I like the NBA. W- who do you go for in the NBA? He's wearing a oh, Chicago, Chicago Bulls. Bulls. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> and you must go for Harvard because you've got I a do, Harvard. Yes. Yeah, sure. yeah. yeah, that's right. No, I go for New York Knicks because David Letterman used to go for uh, not go for. Him. He used to talk about him a lot. Yeah. And I played basketball as a kid. I also played baseball as well. Oh, really? Oh, I like okay. baseball. Good Playing game. It was great. And watching it, I'm a Mets fan because yeah. Jerry Seinfeld is. No, <laughs> Seinfeld's a Yankee fan mostly. It's in real what, life, it's not what he says. Not what is on the show. On the TV show, no, on the he show he always goes to the Mets. He wears a Mets jersey. He talks about every game. He, he tweets the about the Mets a lot. Really, I thought he's yeah. a Yankee fan. No, no he's uh, maybe Larry David's the Yankee. Yeah. Oh, that for sure. Yeah, yeah. Larry I think George Costanza worked for the Yankees, so he probably yeah, yeah, support. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there we go. Without New York to the New Yorker. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, I, I also saw the New York Giants play last year when I was in America. I got a ticket I wanted to go see an NFL game just for the cultural experience and but every time I went to a city the t- city with the team were playing yeah, away right. so the only game I could go to was Philadelphia Eagles versus New York Giants and I didn't know this that's the biggest rivalry that's in huge. in football oh, so well, yeah. yeah I paid 300 bucks for a ticket you know right that. in the nosebleeds right. and it was in Philadelphia so I, I I bought an Eagles t-shirt just to avoid getting... Because apparently they're the worst fans as well. It's, it, it can get brutal. It's the only <laughs> stadium that has a prison inside that the stadium. That I didn't know. That wow. I did not know. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I, cho- I went, all right, I'm an Eagles fan. And they won by two points. And it was apparently one of the most exciting games of the year. I was just so angry they stopped serving beer at halftime. Is that right? That's right, yeah. I thought there was a law against that. I thought they had to keep serving. Well, it should be. You're right if you do, you're right if you don't, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. Well, That's there right. you go. Well, guys, thanks so much for coming along to the podcast. Danny, you're on Twitter, website. Yeah, dannymcginlay.com, at Danny McGinlay. Uh, yeah, Facebook. Yeah, you'll, you'll find me. Sweet. Go- Google. <laughs> Google him, ladies Google and gentlemen. Him. We'll put it up on the website. And also, hopefully, we'll see you in <laughs> Sydney do, soon. Do you know what's weird? When you, you know when you Google and it gives you the options of things about your name? Like, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it would be Dave Hughes, uh, Dave Hughes' wife, or you know, Dave Hughes, the project. Or <laughs> For me, it's uh, uh, Danny McGinlay. Danny McGinlay, a few of my shows. Danny McGinlay, hot wife. <laughs> It's nice. And is, that tr- is that true? Yeah, well, I do, I, I do have a hot wife, but apparently that's what I'm known for. I see. <laughs> you know that Mizell's just going to be Googling that. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, get out of d- and people do he's, he's Google Googling it. She's right ridiculously now. attractive. Good work. <laughs> Thank Good you. Good work. So, so, ladies and gentlemen, follow Danny. Follow, um, he'll be up in Sydney, hopefully. Or if you see him, if you see Danny's name somewhere, just go see him. He's a great comic. Yeah, thank you. See, if you see Peter Mizell. Um, just give him a dollar or just <laughs> help him Did find, I get a raise? Help, Great. Him, help him find his car. He, it'll come in handy. Um, check it out. Um, you're on Twitter too, I believe. I think, aren't you my Twitter? Aren't you doing me? Shh, no. Oh. <laughs> it's a sp- uh, at Peter Mizell 1. It is da- also a Peter Mizell 2. I've got, that's the real me. 
Oh, oh, you've set one up too. I thought you did it for me. No, somebody oh. else did it for me. Oh, oh, so so check out the many, many parody accounts of Peter <laughs> yeah. myself. Ryan, you're on Twitter at... Yes, I am at Ryan V. Crawford. Ryan V or V? V. T-H-E, yeah. And Dave's on Twitter at... At Dave Keeshan. And I'm on Twitter at M underscore W underscore OH. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, more information, check out comedyonedge.com. And if do us a big, big favour. If you listen to this on iTunes, give us a rating and some stars. It just costs you a couple of seconds, but it helps us out immensely. So, ladies and gentlemen, have a great week. And Dave, hit the music. 